Hello everyone, this is Max McGillivray from Beanstalk. Absolute pleasure today to have two key and hugely influential people from the South African fresh produce industry. Uh, let's do ladies first. Leanne, say hello to everyone. Hi everyone. Justin, say hello to everyone. Hi everybody. Well, well done. Um, so the, the purpose of um, of this uh, short broadcast, it's a, it's a bit of a tease, a bit of a trailer for our main event. Uh, if you've um, already watched some of these, you'll be fully aware that Leanne and I um, and her fantastic PMA team in South Africa and our team in Beanstalk, we do a monthly broadcast to represent, to promote the best of South African uh, fresh produce. And next Thursday, the 17th of June at, uh, ooh, Leanne, what is it? It's uh, 1500 hours British summertime and 1400 hours South African time we're going live with a full-blown uh, broadcast about citrus about the citrus industry in south africa well we thought we'd, what would be really good to do is for you to gain a bit of an understanding whether you be a consumer or in the trade uh, from uh, one of the main masters of, of citrus uh, in south africa being uh, being justin so so let's just um, if you're not fully aware let's just give a bit of a, a background for leanne and her team of the pma so the pma is a key international trade organization representing companies from every segment of the global fresh produce and floral supply chain the pma helps members grow by providing connections that expand business opportunities opportunities and increase sales and consumption. Their mission is to connect, inform and deliver industry solutions to enhance their members' prosperity. So as we said, we're going live with this um, at Citrus broadcast next week and it's great to have um, Justin on board. And Justin is the CEO of the Citrus Growers Association um, and I'm completely biased towards, um, towards Justin and also um, the, the Citrus Growers Association because they very kindly looked after me when I did a big trip through South Africa, through Africa, uh, three, four years ago. And Justin and his colleagues and his members, uh, through them we saw some of the best of South African citrus. Um, and, and Justin, if it's okay, I, I just need to, I need to start with a complaint for you. So Justin, are you ready for this complaint? Um, I thought I'd go out and um, get some of your um, fantastic uh, citrus from, and I, and I went to my local co-op. So that's one of our local UK retailers. So I've got this lovely pack of citrus. And my problem is, and my complaint is that I bought it, I put it down in the office and would you believe it? All the team nicked it. So I've only got three three bits um, left. And I said, why have you done that? And they said, because it's so good. So my problem is, um, Justin, that South African citrus is too good. What are we going to do about this, please, Justin? Well, that, that's a great problem to have, uh, Max. And um, what I can suggest is go out and buy some more and next time buy double. <laughs> Excellent. So, so, Justin, could you give us a bit of an understanding about 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 citrus, I was, I was talking to my kids this morning. And they they devour citrus uh, like, like I do. Has citrus always existed in South Africa? They they wanted me to to ask you, or or is it relatively new into the country? What what's the background to citrus in South Africa, please? The first uh, citrus was actually exported from South Africa in 1906. So I'm not too sure when it was planted, but it would have been planted at the at the same time as the. Um, as the ships used to pull here on their way to India, you know, there were gardens planted in, in Cape Town to provide fresh produce for, for the, um, uh, the, the, the people sailing between uh, Europe and, and, and India. So that would have probably been the first plantings. We know that there's one orchard in the Western Cape and Citrusdale that's actually 100 years old. Um, I still need to wow. visit it. Um, yeah, but uh, so, so it's... It, it, it definitely has been growing here for a long time, but it originates actually in, in China as a, as a product here. I never knew that. And, and uh, where, where are you today? What's the size and scale 
of, of citrus uh, production in South Africa. And just to sort of preempt that, I, I keep on coming up with this, um, this, uh, this, this figure that in a conventional year, uh, South African fresh produce exports four and a half million tonnes of fresh produce. And I didn't know until we did a, a broadcast with uh, Leanne and her great team on the wholesale sector uh, that you also um, sell three and a half million tonnes through your, your wholesale markets. What's the size and shape of citrus in South Africa today, please, Justin? Yeah, Max, we've got 96,000 hectares uh, and the citrus, 96,000 hectares. So that's grown throughout South Africa. It's a widely grown product. So it's grown from the tip of, of South Africa and the Western Cape all the way up to the Zimbabwe border. Um, and then from the East Coast uh, in KZN across to, to the, uh, the west side uh, and the border of Namibia. Namibia, that's a difficult one. Um, so, so it's grown throughout the country. Um, in terms of, of volumes, export volumes, we export 2.4 million tons a year, uh, which equates to 160 million boxes. And we were doing some calculations the other day. We export for about 160 days a year. So that means a million boxes of fruit are passing down through our logistics chain every day. Um, and and you know, that, that's obviously imperative that the logistics chain just keeps moving. Wow, that's... That... That's fascinating, fascinating numbers. And, and we're, we're going to be very blessed on this um, broadcast next week that we're going to have um, Joe Shaw Roberts, who's the Insights Director for Cantar. Um, and with, um, or Leanne, help me, with the three previous previous broadcasts that we've um, we've had, we did POM uh, last uh, last month, and, and he, he did a masterclass on where the, the POM, where the top fruit industry is uh, currently with, um, uh, within South Africa. And he's going to do uh, likewise for, for, for citrus. But from your own intelligence, your own gathering, where is the citrus um, sector today? Are, are you seeing um, uh, no growth, uh, steady growth, phenomenal growth? And are you seeing a change of, of products as to what your members are growing? Yeah, I mean, so, so we, we've seen massive growth over the last 10 years. In fact, the, the citrus farmers and well, the growers can be very happy about uh, you know, their, their business in the last 10 years. It's been fantastic. Um, and, and as normally happens in agriculture, uh, farmers uh, chase the next best thing, you know. And, and so because there's been such good returns, specifically in lemons and what we call soft citrus or easy peanuts, that's where the growth has been. So there's been uh, additional plantings in, in both those sectors and, uh, and huge growth uh, in terms of volumes of lemons exported and volumes of, of soft citrus. Uh, grapefruits sort of flatlined, um, and and as has have oranges largely. That, and that's fascinating. Why have grapefruits and oranges flatlined? Do you think? Well, I, I think grapefruit uh, generally is a, is an older person's uh, um, uh, fruit. Uh, you know, we all used to have it at breakfast. I love it. I'm an older person. Um, but uh, uh, and you know, so we saw a lot of our sales going to Japan and and um, and the UK. But uh, they've started to reduce in those in those two two markets. Interesting enough, it's becoming a young person's fruit in South Korea and China, um, which have, are where all the growth is now. So so they, it does seem to reinvented itself in in those Asian countries, which is which is great. Um, oranges, I think, you know, we've always sold such a huge volume of, of oranges. 75% of our basket in the past was always oranges. So um, I don't think necessarily a, a reduction in, in, in consumer trends, et cetera. I just think it's plateaued now um, and, and, and isn't really showing much increase. Okay. And, and, and looking forward, we'll find out more on this broadcast ne next week. So are, are you anticipating that this growth is going to continue unabated for the next five, 10 years? 
Yeah, so as I mentioned, 160 million cartons is what we um, is what we're forecasting for 2021. Um, in the next five years, it will increase to 200 million, and in the next 10 years, up to 260 million. And now that's that's trees already in the ground, so we're not sort of anticipating or estimating or making assumptions about what who, what people are going to plant. I mean, these are trees that we've got from our tree sensor in the ground. So that's that's an increase of 10 million cartons per year for the next 10 years. So, so there's a lot of growth coming. Okay, and I suppose it must be difficult for a, a citrus grower to anticipate as to what they're going to grow, because obviously there's a, there's a long lead time from planting to actually harvesting. And I'm presuming that the Citrus Growers Association, you, yourself and your colleagues, you can give that intelligence. You can give that analysis to your, to your members as to what potentially they should be growing for that potential future market. Yeah, it, it, we do try and assist, but it's it's quite a slippery slope because if you if you give the wrong advice, uh, yeah. you know, guys stuck now with a tree for thirty years. So, so we, we largely leave it to to the growers themselves to do their own research and and decide on what the best uh, cultivars to grow are. Uh, we do have our own cultivar company, which is funded by the, funded by the growers. That's also on the, uh, looking out there for for new cultivars. And then there are obviously commercial cultivar companies that um, that are looking for, for new cultivars, advising growers, trying to find the next best thing, uh, looking at, at trends and fashions. Um, you know, so so the soft citrus world, a lot of new varieties coming in there, and that's where all the change is, is happening. Okay, and and the, the, this future growth, um, have you got a thought as to where the, 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 the customers are going to be? Is it going to be the, the, the same customers that uh, you and your members currently have now? Um, or, or are you anticipating that the likes of Asia is suddenly going to start swallowing up more of your South African consumption? So, so at the moment, about 40 to 45% of our product goes into Europe, and that's been our traditional market, uh, you know, and that's where it's always gone. Um, but there has been a, uh, an attempt to try and increase our, our footprint in Asia, and, and we, we increased from about 9% into Asia 10 years ago up to 16% now. So, so definitely a huge increase in Asia, um, and we anticipate that continuing in the future. And the other uh, perhaps growth area will be in North America, uh, specifically the USA. We only have access at the moment from the Western Cape and Northern Cape, um, but there is a final rule that's waiting for the Secretary of Agriculture to sign off on, and that will give the rest of South Africa access. And uh, so there should be some big opportunities there. Wow. Um, and this this last year, I've got to slight, slightly lead the witness on this one. I presume this last year of, um, of, the, of the global pandemic, has it been relatively easy for South African citrus? Yeah, no, easy wouldn't be the word that I'd use for 2020. Um, it's been it's been uh, very challenging, you know, to to try and uh, keep an industry running while everybody else is at home and not, uh, you know, and working from home or not working. Um, so it's been it's been quite a, a task to to get the fruit uh, to the port and through the port and onto vessels uh, during 2020. Um, but on the other side, you know, we anticipated perhaps problems in the in the markets, which we didn't experience. You know, we we, we saw the fruit moving amazing, amazingly smoothly, in, in especially Europe and the in the US. The Western culture seemed to take uh, uh, or see uh, citrus as full of vitamin C and therefore good uh, remedy for colds and flu. Um, and so we saw a big increase in 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 the in the EU and the and uh, and in the USA. 
Yeah, I, I was thinking of you this morning, Justin, because um, we did um, a, a UK broadcast uh, with a with a UK trade group called the AHDB um, Agricultural Horticultural Development Board, and they're pushing um, um, a big element about about leadership because there's a worry about UK farmers um, not uh, getting trained, not getting coached, uh, not being good leaders. And we we had this fascinating uh, military chap on who um, also uh, uh, climbed to the top of Everest. Would you believe? And when he was at the top of Everest, he he'd suffered. A an earthquake um, and they survived the situation he's now now this uh this, this big um speaker and 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 the, and the reason for, for mentioning him was um when in in his uh presentation this morning he was he was stating about how you must accept the situation that you're in direction and reassurance and focus on what you can do you you've very kindly sent me a document um, towards the end of last year as to what uh, yourself, the Citrus Growers Association, had um, had looked to present, had looked to action um, for all of your members. And I've been very privileged to see a number of similar documents, um, Justin, from grower groups in the UK, in Europe, internationally. I don't think I've seen such a comprehensive document as to how to accept the situation, the direction, the reassurance that you gave all your members and focus on, on what you what you can do next. And I think it's all credit to, to yourself and um, the Citrus Growers Association because look at the, the, the positive area where you are now. I expect at one point you thought the wheels were going to fall off, um, but but now you're you're back where you are in, in anticipation of growing growing the business for, for even even further with your with your members. So so you must be very proud proud of your of your members as to how they cope with the with the last year with the 2020 justin yeah so max you're referring to the cga covid response committee which we set up you know what we saw last year in march we went into lockdown and we saw that the, the peak of the um pandemic would be exactly the same time as the peak of our season and you know we deal with people in our in our industry we, we very labor intensive and we could just imagine picking gangs or, or pack, uh, packing house gangs uh, or, or the port people all going down with COVID and not being able to move a fruit. Uh, um, and, and so we, we went about trying to identify the, the risks and then um, um, uh, scoring them in terms of impact and probability. And from that, we built up a matrix of, of, uh, um, of action plan uh, to address the risks that were the highest uh, scoring in terms of those, uh, of, of those factors. Um, and, and, and we met every week, uh, including my, uh, the chairman of Citrus Growth Association and four board members, uh, every week for, for probably about two hours and, uh, and looked at this. And, and, and you know, as I say, we, we therefore managed to get through the season. Wow. Well, well, no, well done. All credit to you. You, you, made, a, you made a plan. And uh, Justin, what, what would you like people to learn in, in the respect of the broadcast that we're going to be running with Leanne and her team from the PMA next week? What, what sort of key takeaways would, uh, would you like people to learn about uh, South African Citrus? please yeah i think uh, obviously the the growth in the in the industry um you know the, the other aspects are around uh ethical trading you know the, uh, around the um the the, the um labor uh, issues uh, so we, we you know we're very much behind the caesar program uh which ensures that that growers are treating their their labor fairly and uh, and within the the confines of the law etc um, obviously, also on the environmental side, uh, you know, the, the growers are fantastic stewards of, of, of the environment. Um, and I, I get the privilege of driving around to these farms and seeing what a great job they do in, in terms of, uh, of looking after the flora and fauna on their farms. And, you know, not just farming uh, um, the, the whole land, but leaving land open for, for, for wildlife, etc. 
Um, and then, yeah, I just think the the the, the sort of um, the eating attributes, um, the nutritional value, and the and the quality of, of South African fruit. Um, you know, it, it's going all over the world now, and and it, it really does. We, it, I, I get a lot of good emails back from people um, complimenting our growers on what they produce. So I think if we can get that message across, it'd be great. Brilliant, and that's something that I, I'm adamant that I, that I want to do. That this packaging and the and the products inside are. Are fantastic, but but the, the fact that it just says there's a tiny little bit there saying made in South Africa, and I want all of us to shout about that story about South African citrus growers and other South African fresh produce growers because because you all know you've got it's got such a unique story and especially the the um uh, the, the, as you said the the fauna um and the uh, the animal aspects I think we're also really keen to to shout about that on this on this broadcast as well. Leah, what 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 do you think? Is it true that your favourite citrus is uh, is grapefruit? Actually, it is. It's um, the, the, the pink grapefruit I love to have. Oh. <laughs> um, it's a little bit of a, a challenging one because it does like to shoot my eye <laughs> when I cut it in half and try and eat it for breakfast. But I must be one of those old folks <laughs> with, my, with my grapefruit for breakfast. Oh, well, we, we had grapefruit in our office uh, yesterday. We were handing out segments. So uh, no, I, think, I think we're all, all golden oldies in, um, in, in that respect. But, but yeah, the, so this uh, broadcast that we've got set up next week via the connections that, that you've got and via um, Justin's is going to be, is going to be um, fascinating. So, Leanne, is there, is there anything else that you would like to um, state, promote about this, uh, this PMA Southern Africa uh, Beanstalk broadcast on Citrus, please? No, I think it's, it's, it's going to be a great broadcast. Um, I've been chatting to our different speakers and um, sort of lining up the topics that we want to speak about. I think with the, the tremendous growth that our industry is going to be seeing um, coming out of South Africa, I think there's going to be some interesting discussions to, that will take place about collaboration, um, discussing, discussions around um, the research that's taking place in South Africa that really is part of the foundation in our citrus industry that keeps our industry ahead of the curve um, and how that is sort of supporting this, this growth trajectory that South Africa is having, and also to overcome some of the challenges for, for market access. Um, and then I think we'll also start getting some, some interesting debate about what I call sort of your club or your club varieties versus your open varieties, you know, the way forward. You definitely see two camps of sort of your global branded varieties coming out. And then, you know, what's the role of your non-branded varieties for your growers as well? So I think there's going to be some good viewpoints and some robust discussions around those areas fantastic so we go live on thursday the 17th of june at 1500 hours british summertime and 1400 hours uh, south african summertime um justin just just to wrap up for us what 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 does success look like say three five years out for south african citrus please uh, if we can address two big challenges uh, in the next three years, I think we would be we would be very happy. The one is the logistics challenges. Um, so, in other words, in three years' time, if our ports are functioning efficiently with great equipment, good management, and happy workers, uh, that would be one great uh, accomplishment. And the other is if we could uh, um, do, do a bit more on the market access side. So, the USA open for for the rest of South Africa. Um, the Chinese lemon protocol completed, open uh, market in Vietnam, and uh, a couple of issues in India sorted out, um, then I'd be a happy man. 
Next. Well done. So I'm just going to get out of the way my, my logo. So I just uh, remember the date again, Thursday, the 17th of June, uh, 1500 hours BST or 1600 hours South African time. Uh, join us. Justin, Leanne, thank you very much. Max, I'm just going to have to correct you. Today's the 17th. It's next week on Thursday. Oh, it's, I, 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 Justin, I've never, I've never been good on details, have I? <laughs> we'll see you next Thursday. <laughs> thank yeah, you, yeah. everyone. Thanks, Max. Bye. 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 B